Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Heart. Uh, we have a wonderful day and a wonderful service for you. Those of you at home, worship with me. Those of you here, sing loud and sing proud about God. We're going to start off with a great song called Great Things. to the God. Give it up to God today. He has done great things for you and for me. Because he's seen, he's seen the victory, you know. He's not going to let darkness prevail, not at all. Because he's going to triumph. He's going to triumph, always. Mm -hmm. 
fancy weapons may be formed, but it won't prosper. When darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause I serve a God who only knows how to triumph. My God, He will never fail. That's right, isn't that true? Because oh, my God, He will never fail. Cause I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Cause the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Cause the battle belongs to it up to him because oh. there is power in the holy name of Jesus every war he wages we will win isn't that true I'm not backing, backing down from any giant. I know, I know how this story ends. Isn't that true? We know, don't we? Because I know how this story, it ends. Because I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the bad belongs to see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Because I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm, I'm going to see a victory. And I'm, I'm going to see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord Amen. Thank you so much, Ron. It's just so wonderful to be able to sing praises unto the Lord on this sunny day on the lawn. It's so good to see everybody here on the lawn in the parking lot and all of you at home. We have people still arriving uh, to church, so that's awesome. We love to have more people coming regardless of when they come. Uh, yeah, so we just have a few announcements today. Uh, I hope your week has been great and um, that 
you know, God will just give you peace and joy throughout everything that's going on uh, this week. Uh, so just FYI, today after service, there's gonna, there won't be any toddler or elementary lessons on Facebook and YouTube or youth and young adult lessons on uh, YouTube today uh, because we're going to have the memorial service for Ray Amadeo today at 1 o'clock. Uh, that will be streamed live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, so please tune in to that. Um, you know, his family is going to be just uh, talking about his life and legacy and, and just telling really great stories about him. And we're going to be remembering him and uh, what an awesome grandfather he was and what just an awesome family member he was. Um, so, yeah, tune in to that at 1 o'clock today. Unfortunately, we, we can't have uh, uh, in-person services, but you can watch and enjoy online. Uh, then also, I just want to remind everybody, today is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, uh, January 17th. Uh, we just wanted to remind you because churches all across uh, the country are going to be remembering the importance of the sanctity of human life and the importance of reaching out to those who are facing unplanned pre pregnancies, both women and men. Uh, we, there will be a march in Washington, D.C. on January 29th. Uh, it's called the March for Life. Uh, there's a website that we're going to put on the broadcast. I believe it's marchforlife.org. You can go and get information about that. Uh, Sissy Graham Lynch, uh, Tim Tebow, and Benjamin Watson will be speaking at that march. Uh, also, we want to let you know our church uh, supports and sponsors our local uh, pregnancy center, Women's Pregnancy Center. It's called Choices Women's Resource Center. So if you know of someone in the area who is facing an unplanned pregnancy, you can let them know they can get no-cost support and assistance and a free ultrasound um, at Choices Women's Resource Center. And the website where they can call or make an appointment is choicescenter.org. I think they're going to put it up on the screen below me for those at home. Um, so please uh, be mindful of that and remember that. And um, if you know of anyone, please let them know about Choices. Uh, thank you so much. And then giving, tithing, you can put a check or cash in the red box here on the lawn. Um, you can also donate online. I think they're going to put the website. Uh, it's uh, for you to donate online. It's newheart, N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four you.com slash give dash online and you can give your tithes or offerings online. You can also mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California 91722. So thank you all and Margaret is going to give our children's sermon for today. Super kids, parents, brothers and sisters in Christ, and I see you out there, Aurora. I'm Commander Margaret, and I've come to speak to all of God's children about hope. Now, last week, the children's church lesson was about hope, and we look forward to part two next Sunday. Remember, faith and hope are connected. Having faith in a powerful God who loves us means that we put our trust in him. Now, 
We hope for good things to happen in the future, things that we have not seen yet. And we definitely need to have patience as we wait. Let me tell you how hope works. For believers in Christ, hold up three fingers, please. Ready. First, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus and ask God for our request. Next, we find a Bible scripture that matches what we are praying for, and we remind God what he had said. This is because we want to pray in God's will. For instance, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Finally, take action and prepare for your prayer to be answered. Your body language and smile on your face shows that you are expecting something amazing to happen. You may have to wait a long time, but never give up praying, hoping, and reminding God of his word. Now, sometimes we face troubles or sickness. Like a child of God that I read about this week, and he was remembering what he had gone through in Lamentations 3, 19 to 24. Now, he remembers his difficulties, and he says, The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Therefore, I have hope in him. Super kids, I remember a song where a child of God worships and expresses their confidence in our loving and faithful God, reminding us that no matter what difficult things happen, as we trust in him, our Lord brings joy in the morning. Once you hear the song, you may sing with me. As I sing, Think of how God has worked in your life through his people who have loved, comforted, and cared for you and your family. I had a pick here. Here we go. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Join me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. 
great is thy faithfulness. See you next week, Super Kids, as we learn to never give up on hope. And you can wear your superhero cape, too, so that you can be a hope hero. See you. Well, let's get back to worship here in, uh, and set the, uh, set the table for the message, you know. Uh, seven pillars of wisdom of, of, uh, in Proverbs. Well, we're going to take a quick little change here and play it on the piano. How's that? second your goodness is running after running after me 
Your goodness is running after, running after me. With my life, I surrender now. I will give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Whether we deserve it or not, he's always there. I love your voice. You led me through the fire in the darkest night. You're closer than no other. I've known you as a father, and I've known you as a friend. I have lived the goodness of God. Cause your goodness is running after running after me your goodness is running after running after me with my life I will surrender now I will give you everything cause your goodness is running after Come running after me. Amen. church good morning good morning good morning god is good god is good and all the time all right somebody's alive out there amen praise god hello home people in your jammies i see you <laughs> amen praise god well uh it's good to um to smile this morning we are in a critical season particularly uh, those who are in the uh, Los Angeles uh, California community uh, I know that this um, pandemic has hit us across country but nowhere like it has hit us in California we just lost another uh, friend and uh, a few days ago from COVID-19 and uh, I mean just really had lost a couple of one very close friend I just want to just take a moment and just pray for California to pray for your family my family for your protection and my protection so uh, I want you to just join with me now um, because you know, I just believe that no weapon formed against the people of God will prosper. The Bible says that that's, that's our heritage as the servants of the Most High God. He says no weapon will formed against you will prosper. I know that I am covered with the blood of Jesus. Are you covered? Because if you name the name of Jesus, pray for his protection. And I'm going to tell you, take the time. 
and memorize the Psalms, especially Psalm 91. He says that he who dwells in the secret place in the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it also goes on to say he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will bear your, their, them, you up with their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift your people up. We lift families up right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would just cover them and protect this, protect us from this unseen enemy. Father, we pray for those who have been uh, impacted by, by this uh, virus that has hit the earth, Father. We pray right now in the name of Jesus for speedy recovery for those who have been afflicted by this virus. In the name of Jesus, Father, we decree right now, Lord, that your people shall not die, but they shall live to proclaim the glory of God in the earth, Father. We thank you right now, Lord, for your safety, for your protection as we go in and as we go out, Father. We pray that you would give us wisdom, Lord, how to maintain our children, our, 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 our husbands, our wives, our parents, Father. Give us wisdom, Father, so that we will just walk carefully uh, um, as we go through this uh, difficult season, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, even as you protect us, I pray that uh, you will protect us not only in terms of health, but in terms of our finances, Father, in terms of jobs and all the other ripple effects, Father, of this season. And then, Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus, your word says that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then you would hear from heaven. You would forgive our sins and heal our land. Father, we have come to you as humble as we know how, Lord, asking you, Lord, to heal our land. But we ask it in Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen, amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me get this back here. Okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay, I'm going to try to. Um, you know what I did, husband of mine? I left my glasses in the car, and I'm going to need them, so if you could just help me out. Amen. Hallelujah. <coughs> I have been studying since the, the new year, 2021, uh, began. God has really put on my heart the whole issue of walking in God's wisdom, okay? Uh, wisdom and understanding of what we're dealing with. There are so many difficult decisions. There are so, there are so many uh, isms and schisms and belief systems and politics and economics that are going on. We don't know what to think. And it really has divided us as a people. It has actually divided us as families. But so I'm asking, I've been praying, God, give us wisdom. Now, have you ever, uh, an understanding, have you ever um, gone to like a ball game or something, maybe as a kid, and you know that the game was going on the other side, but you were too short to see what was happening on the other side of that fence? And one of your friends came along, put his fingers together, or maybe your dad or your mom came along and said, look, put your foot in here, and I'm going to lift you up over the fence so you can not only hear what's going on, but I want you to see what's going on. Well, understanding is God standing under you, okay, and said, hey, put your foot, you want to know what's really going on? You want to know how to make good decisions? Put your foot in here. I'm going to lift you up over the fence of all the confusion so that you can see truth. Isn't that awesome? And, and God says, by wisdom comes understanding. 
wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And I'm like, God, I want to understand. I want to make right decisions. Um, uh, and, and, and all the things that I have to deal with and navigate with this virus, with all the political unrest, you know, with economic unrest. God, would you just give me wisdom? How do I get through this? Because the Bible says in Proverbs, but I mean, that's the wisdom book. He says, lean not to your own understanding. Don't try to just jump up oop, 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 and try to figure out, can you, can you still hear me? I'm good. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Okay, I'm back. Um, but it understanding is, it says, lean not to all your own understanding, but in your all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Your own understanding is you trying to get a little footstool, get a little ladder, or do a little leap or a hop to try to figure out what's going on around you. And God says that's, that's very limited. Why would you limit yourself when just all you have to do is acknowledge me? Acknowledge me is to acknowledge his word, to do his word, not to be a hearer of the word only, but to be a doer of the word. And as you do the word of God, as you do the things of God, he says, you'll find that I will lift you higher and higher above the circumstances. Uh, you know, and the thing is that when he lifts you up and gives you understanding, um, you, it, it, that's not for you to go out and spout what God has shown you. No, listen, no, you're wrong because God told me this. You're wrong because God told me that. That's not. It's for you to have a peace within you, okay? And so that, and, but God will send people your way. It might be a coworker, it might be a child, it might be a spouse. And, say, and they might ask you because they see your peace in the midst of all of this anxiety and stress and whatnot and say, wait a minute, how, how are you staying so peaceful? And then when you point to your understanding, don't point to what you understand, but point to the wisdom of the word. Always go back to the word because, see, you can argue with me all day long and what I think. But the word, the, you know, the word, either you believe God or you don't believe God. And that's why this wisdom is so important. So in the ninth chapter of uh, Proverbs, it talks about God wanting us to be wise. And what is, what is wisdom? What, what, what does it really mean? Well, you know, there's a lot of it. It says to be discerning, to have good judgment, to all this. And I believe wisdom is all that. But you know what wisdom is to me? Wisdom is to have the mind of God, to see things God's way, to think the way God thinks, to know the things that God wants us to know. It, you know, it, the Philippians says, let this mind that is in Christ Jesus be in you. Okay? And that's what wisdom is. It's when you begin to have those, aha, oh, I get it. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit just give you a, oh, man. Oh, do you, do you talk to him in prayer that way where he says, whoa, you know, where you just say, well, no, I, I'm not that smart, so this must be God, okay? You know, when he's talking to you, he says, I want to download into you 
information. And it's not for you to feel like you know more than anything else. It's just to give you the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's to give you revelation for what decisions, what choices to make. And sometimes they're hard choices. I, I'll never forget there was a, a few years, uh, this was like maybe eight years, time just zipping by. But I remember that uh, it was, uh, there was a presidential election and I was like, oh, man, do I vote here? Do I vote there? And I was trying to figure it out, you know. And I kind of made my mind that I was leaning one way. And I'll never forget, I went in the bathroom, and I said, God, who did I vote for? And God says, I don't think this is the best of the two candidates because of his position on this thing. I'm in the bathroom talking to God, you know. And I'm like, oh, God, I've never heard him say that, you know, da 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 I promise you, I went back in the living room, there was the candidate, and he was ex saying exactly what God told me to say. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to get in a political argument. I'm just using that as an example, is that God will tell you what to do. He will tell you what, 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 what's, what's what he wants, and he's telling you so that you will make wise decisions and so that you will have the peace of God that passes all understanding, okay? That, you, that, that God did this download. Now, Proverbs 9 says this, God wants us to have that peace. He doesn't want us to be an, uh, an, have an internal uproar about what to believe, what to do, what to think, what's going to happen. Is the governor doing the right thing? When are we going to get the vaccine? When is this? When is that? He, when is that? Wh what's happening here? He does not want you to be in disarray and anxious for anything. He says, I want to download something to you so that you will know how to navigate through this. Proverbs 9, 31, it says, Wisdom has built her house on seven pillars. She has prepared meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. God says, I, listen, I'm not trying to give you some little, uh, 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 what, do you, what do you call it, hors d'oeuvres, some little snack. He said, I got meat for you. I'm going to get you from the beginning of this to the end of this. I'm going to get you all the way through this. I got meat for you. And not only did I prepare meat, he said, I prepared wine for you. I have mixed my wine. What is mixed wine? It means that they've taken this grape and that grape, all the different joyful things that life has to offer. And he says, I'm going to give you a mixture of pleasures, okay, of things you can enjoy in your family, things you can enjoy, you know, when you, when, even when you're at work or whatever. He says, I have mixed my wine, and I have set my table. This is a place of beauty and rest and peace. She says, I should, it says, wisdom has sent out her servants. I hope you're reading with me. When she calls from the highest place of the city, it says, let all who are simple come to my house. And those who have no sense say, say to them, come eat at my table. Wait a minute, did you just call me simple and said I don't have no sense? Is that, is that what you're saying, you know? But I want you to understand what these words really translate lead to. Let all, verse 4, let all those who are simple come to my house. You know what simple means? Really, in essence, you know, if you take it all the way back to, you know, it means those with limited point of view. It's limited, simple, okay? You have a limited, you don't, you're not seeing a wide range of what I want to show you. And so if you're simple, simple, meaning if your view and your understanding has limits and their parameters, I mean, is there anything that's, that you don't understand? 
there's some things that are going on I don't understand. I need understanding from God. And if God can't give me the understanding, at least give me the peace that passes understanding, I'll take either one. He says, so let those who are simple and let those who have no sense. Well, what do we operate by? We operate uh, by the five senses, by what, what, what we see, what we hear, what we're told, how we feel, but the five senses. He says, but you know what? That too is limited. He says, if those who have no sense, he's talking about the intuitive sense, that knowing without information, that knowing without seeing, without hearing, he's talking about discernment. So he says, look, I want you to have discernment. I want you to have good, come to my table. He says, come to my table, eat my meat. Verse five, eat my meat and drink the wine that I have mixed. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Wisdom will put food on the table. Uh, did you Listen, you need to get that one. Wisdom will show you how to put food on your table. No, uh, you don't understand. Wisdom will show you how to put food on your table, how you can survive, how you can thrive in a difficult time. It says, come eat my meat. I've got, it's, it's on the table, and you can have meat on your table. He says, and drink the wine that I have mixed. Wine represents joy and pleasure. You know what? You don't have to be grouchy and going through changes with your face all twisted up in the middle of a pandemic. We have one prayer that we pray every morning. I just love it, God just gave it. It says, God, you need to write this one down, protect us from incidents, from accidents, from predators, from pandemics and poverty, in Jesus' name. You, you, <laughs> amen, somebody say amen. God, protect me from incidents, come on, say it with me, incidents, things that you have no control of, accidents, Predators, people that would hurt me, break-ins, all that kind of stuff. Pandemics, that's disease and pestilence, and poverty. What I mean, come on, isn't that a simple prayer to pray? Amen. And that's, see, but that's how the wisdom of God works. So um, if you just look at these seven pillars, I want to go back to the seven pillars. It says, uh, number, th there are seven pillars, and uh, I kind of like looked them up and to try to see. Each wisdom has built her house on seven foundations. And so here are kind of like seven of the, found the foundations that I found in the book of Proverbs. One is the fear of the Lord, which is found in not Proverbs 9 and 10. Because let me tell you something, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and understanding. What does fear mean? Does it mean to tremble, quake in your boots? No, it means the kind of fear, first of all, that I had of my mama, Okay. Certain things I didn't do, certain things that I didn't do because I didn't want it to get back to her. Now, my dad was very passive, but my mama wasn't, okay? Did she love me with all her heart, soul, and mind, and body, and self? Loved me, but guess what? She had boundaries. She had rules. Any of y'all have a mom or dad that, you know what? They, I know they love me, but they've got rules. I wish y'all would talk to me. And if you don't have rules, you got wild child in your house. You need rules. When you observe the rules, it's to fear God. When you reverence him, when your love for him is greater than your love for the world. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Number two, uh, you want to write this down? Proverbs uh, uh, 3 and 1 and 2 says, God, wisdom will give you length of days. You lengthen your, your days by wisdom. Number three, wisdom, oh, this is a good, this is my favorite right here. And you got to find this in the King James Version. It says, wisdom will give you knowledge of witty inventions. How many of you need a witty invention? How many of y'all need a way, you know, to make something happen so you can have food on your table, wine on your table, <laughs> amen? It says wisdom will just speak to your mind and give you knowledge of witty inventions, hallelujah. Number four, uh, eight, 14, wisdom is the s- is, uh, will give you wise counsel and sound judgment. Number five, r- wisdom, eight and 18, I love you, will give you long life on the right hand and riches and honor on the left. You can get wealthy if God just gives you wisdom and tells you what to do and how to get things done in your life. Now, number six, wisdom uh, in Proverbs 2 and 12. Y'all are not writing these down and you're going to be sorry, I'm telling you. Y'all, we got some challenges coming at us. And you need this book. You need these scriptures because you're going to be fumbling around trying to look for them. I'm giving you now. Wisdom, uh, Proverbs 2 and 12, protection and guidance. Wisdom saves us from the wicked people. Wisdom will tell you what to do, tell you who to stay away from, how to protect yourself. Hallelujah. Number seven, favor with God, Wisdom 835. And it says, um, he who walks in wisdom finds favor with God. And that's where I want to just kind of zero in. The favor of God. Somebody just say that. Favor of God. Anybody know what favor really is about? I, I looked it up. and It says, favor in the Hebrew is to stoop down. I said, hmm, what does that mean to stoop down? Um, favor is that a superior stooping down to an inferior with kindness. Oh, my goodness. Pen should be flying all over this place. What is favor? It is someone who is superior stooping down with kindness to one who is inferior. Isn't that what you want with God? Someone who is superior to stoop down, to bend down in kindness to you and to me? So yeah, I want to walk in that, Lord. Now, this is, this, is, this is a good one. This is a good one. Proverbs 16, 15. It says, when the king smiles, there is life, and his favor refreshes like spring rain. It says, when the king smiles. How many of you want to see the king smile? I want him to smile on me. It says, when he smiles, there is life and there is favor. It means from his high position, he's going to stoop down with kindness to me in my lesser position. The favor of God. I want you to go with me if you have your Bibles out. Look at Esther. This is the, the, you want to talk about favor? This is a story of favor. In Esther 5.8, it says uh, there is Mordecai, her uncle, comes to Esther, who has been blessed to be uh, the new queen, and uh, Xerxes, her husband, you know, she's obviously found favor in his sight because he's picked her over all the other women in the kingdom. But her uncle Mordecai comes to her and says, look, Haman, one of 
the king's generals, has put out a decree against our people, the Jews. And they're going to be slaughtered on a certain day. And, and Esther says, well, what, so what can I do about it? He says, you've got to go to the king and ask him to reverse this decree that's going to kill your people. She says, well, I, 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 don't, I can't go unless he sends for me. I can't just walk into the, you know, people can get killed for coming to the king uninvited. I can't just do that. And he says, well, if you don't do it, your people are going to die, and when he finds out that you're a Jew, you're going to die with him. I don't think that that's why Esther went to save her own life. But I think that she recognized that she had to save, that her mission in that palace was bigger than herself. So she said, if I perish, let me perish. But I'm going to go and talk to the king. And when Esther walked into the king, not knowing whether he would have her banished or killed or whatever for coming into his kingdom. It says that she walked into the kingdom. This is really interesting, Pastor Chuck. It says she waited to see if he would hold out his scepter, meaning that she had access to him. And it says that when she walked in, that she laid her hand on the scepter. I said, well, what does that mean? Do you know when you lay hands on something, God has given you that authority. So in the spirit, she's now walking in and a supernatural authority. And she says, King, if I have found favor in your sight, in verse 5, 8, if I have found favor, if, if you're willing to stoop down to someone lesser than you with kindness, he says, grant me, please, my petition. And she invites him to a banquet. You know the story. Many of you know the story. And when they have the banquet and, and the evil Haman who is plotting against the Jews is at the banquet with the king, she says these words again. O king, if I have found favor in your sight, if you're willing to stoop down on someone lesser in kindness, would you grant me that this petition that Haman has written against my people, the Jews, could you, could you reverse this? If I had found favor, would you reverse this petition? And the king is upset because Haman goes off and he touches the queen and the king is offended and he orders that Haman be killed. But the petition is still standing. So in, in, in 8 and 8, 8 and 7, she says, Oh, king, I, I, I know that you've taken care of Haman, but, but this petition has already gone out and they're going to slay my people. Oh, king, can you write something that will reverse this curse against my people, this petition? And this is what I love. This is what I love, Marianne. This Esther 8 and 8, it is my favorite, Charles. It says, no, I'm not going to write you a petition. You know what it says? Read, somebody read it with me. Just make up your Bible for a minute. It says, you yourself write a decree 
concerning the Jews. As you please, in the king's name, and seal it with the king's signet ring. For whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring, no one can ever revoke it. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Nobody's dancing. Nobody's dancing. He says, you want something from me? You want my favor? Then you write your petition. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you need. And say, I'm asking this in the name. I have permission from the greater who is showing kindness to the lesser. He has given me his favor. And he has said that if I write the petition, if I write the vision, if I ask in his name that it is signed, sealed, and delivered, it's mine. Why isn't anybody shouting? I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. God, he will say, if you write your petition, tell him what you want. When you walk in his favor, you can ask anything. And he will grant it. And I was thinking, I was thinking as I was driving this morning that a little over a year ago, we were sitting in the hospital waiting for Pastor Chuck to have a treatment. And Charles and I, my husband and I, and Pastor Chuck and I, we begin to write a petition. We wrote the petition. We said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I know what the doctor says. I know the order that has gone out against him. We know that there is an evil decree against him. But Father, you said that we, you have given us permission to ask in the king's name that you would reverse this petition. We write a new decree that he shall not die, but he shall live. son-in-law and the, 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 the diagnosis the prognosis was that this is this is the kind of cancer that <laughs> there's just no 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 way to reverse it the, the, he, he, this is this cancer is is the worst kind and, and we don't know if we're gonna be able to help him and every morning we would get up at 6 30 and get on the phone with him and say, and he would tell us the latest of what they said, the, the petition that had gone out against him, that he was not going to live and, and, and things were not going to work out. And not only did he live, but he went to work. He never missed a day of work and he was critical. He never missed one day. <laughs> Glory to his name. You need to write your petition and know that when you walk with God, you are walking in his favor. What do you need? What do you need to write down to reverse something that has come against you? Do you need to reverse sickness in your life? Do you need to reverse somebody in your family that's addicted? Do you, know, do you need to reverse some kind of legal challenge that you're going through and everything is against you? Write it down. Say, God, I know that in wisdom comes favor. 
So I'm writing my petition to reverse what has been written against me. Can we pray? Hallelujah. What do you need to write down today to reverse something that's come against you? What, what, do you, what do we need to write down to reverse what is going on in our nation? What do we need to write down to reverse what is going on in our cities? How do we reverse the dryness in the sky? We need rain. <laughs> what do we need to reverse? It doesn't take an army to reverse a curse. Abraham negotiated with God. He said, God, he said, God, if I find just 10 righteous people, would you reverse this curse? This petition, this assignment over the city? He said, yeah, just show me 10. Can I find 10 righteous people who are willing to say, I will write my petition. The king will sign it with his signet ring and it will never be reversed. Father, I praise you and I thank you. We know, Lord, that only those who are in Christ Jesus have favor with you, true favor, real favor. So, Father, right now, we open the door for someone wants to come in to your kingdom. If you want Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, if you want to walk in his favor, he says, I can reverse everything that's written, everything that's going down. It can be reversed. You just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I confess that I'm a sinner, but I don't want to be. Lord, cleanse me. Save me. I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I never saw that in Esther. I always thought the king made the decree. But no, he said, you, you make the decree. We're praying to God. God, would you do this? Would you do that? And he said, no, you, you make the decree. We put the, God puts the responsibility on us in faith to believe because he gave us authority on this earth. Did you know that? He says, I give you dominion over the works of my hand. God wants to be a co-laborer with us. He wants to work with us, but he's given us the mind of Christ to think the way he does and to arrange and situate things so that they work out for your good, your family's good, your neighborhood's good, your business is good. Amen? We just need that spirit of wisdom on the inside of us. We just need that spirit of Christ dwelling on the inside of us. Amen. So, Ron, why don't you give us a song that we can usher in the presence of the Lord. We may feel his presence and know that God is with us. God is backing us up. God is giving us authority, giving us ability to do all that he's called us to do. Amen. Praise God. Your goodness is running after He's running after me 
Your goodness is running after. He's running after me. With my life, I'll surrender now and I'll give you everything. Your goodness is running after. He's running after me. Oh, I love you, Lord. Oh, I will give you, give you everything. And with my life, I'll surrender now. I will give you everything cause your goodness is running after running after me Amen That's what we know God is good his goodness is running after us. Amen. Let me pray over you, and I want you to, if you haven't uh, made a commitment to the Lord as Terry has led you in, or you said that, you know, maybe I need to rededicate myself and give myself fully over to him. If that's you in any case, we want you to uh, contact us online uh, by just clicking on contact. And let's pray together. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I give myself to you fully and completely, dwelling in your wisdom and your knowledge. Grant us favor to do what you've called us to do. Give us the ability, the power, and the strength to live for you. And one day we will see you, Lord, that you'll open up your arms and receive us unto yourself. And you'll say unto us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You know, we have a home reserved for us in heaven, a mansion in the sky that God has prepared for us. We, don't, we won't be living like this anymore but we'll be enjoying the presence of the Lord. So, Father, I thank you that as we go forth today, we remember what was spoken to us, what touched our heart, and what will move us in the days ahead. And for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed said, Amen. Great is your faithfulness, O God. Wrestle with the sinners, rest us on. You lead us by to waters into mercy, and nothing can take us apart. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise. 
greatness, oh God. Here it is. Your grace is enough. Come on up. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. Great is the love and justice in God of Jacob. You let the weak lead us in strong. You will lead us in the song of your salvation. And all the people So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God. Wonderful day, everybody.